News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN, the News Talk powerhouse in North Alabama. The biggest show in afternoons across North Alabama is this one, Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, just plain right. Hey, listen, I'm your host, Phil Williams. Glad to be with you. I got to tell you real quickly before we move on to some news that I'm going to talk to you about with our Attorney General and others. But uh, if, 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 you've, if you've heard me talking about Otter Creek Farm or heard their ads, just understand I do know them personally. That place is so cool. It is so beautiful. It is so worth checking out. Listen, you just got at the very least to take a, take a pause and go to their website, ottercreekfarmstead.com. Take a look at the photo gallery. The, the, the facilities are amazing. It's a, it's a hunting destination where you can go and do wing shooting like, you know, pheasant and quail. They got the guides, the dogs, the guns, all of it for you. They got the chefs who will cook for you. It's also a wedding destination. Beautiful pavilion by the lake. Uh, just, just an amazing spot with the horse stables in the background and everything. Oh, it's gosh, it's beautiful. Check out Otter Creek Farm at ottercreekfarmstead.com. You'll know quickly why Donald Trump Jr. came and stayed there recently. Why, you know, they're featured in Garden and Gun magazine. Oh, yeah, it's that good. Otter Creek Farm at ottercreekfarmstead.com. Hey, listen, I got to uh, I gotta tell you. Uh, so the other day we had um, our state attorney general, Steve Marshall, on the uh, on the show. And uh, he did a great job. Uh, you know, I, I questioned him as to the fact that, and I've said it on here before, that in my opinion, with the overreach we're seeing at the federal level right now, the actual draconian policies, the, the complete usurpation of all things that we consider, you know, American, um, that the, the firewall for that, the true firewalls, are the state legislatures and the state attorneys general. All right? They are. That's your firewall, y'all. That's why it's so important to have somebody in those seats who will stand up for conservative values, not just Republican values, but conservative values, all right? Because sometimes there's a difference. And, and, and so something new happened literally yesterday. Today's the 11th of August. Well, yesterday on the 10th of August, our Attorney General, uh, in conjunction with the Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry, uh, announced an initiative to address social media censorship. Now, I went on AL.com, our supposed vaunted leader in statewide news, and can find nothing about this. Nothing. If I hadn't seen it on Steve Marshall's, or Attorney General Steve Marshall's social media, I wouldn't know it existed. So I'm telling you, so you'll know. All right, here's the bottom line. Our AG, in conjunction with Louisiana's AG, has launched an initiative aimed at addressing censorship on social media platforms. And as part of the initiative... Here's where you can get involved, folks. Here's where you right-side ruffians can say something. They have now provided a social media censorship complaint form on the AG's website. Basically, you go to the AG's website, and you report. And by the way, they say on here, all your information will be kept confidential. You will not be doxxed. You will not be made known to Facebook or Twitter or anybody else. You will not be made known to Amazon if indeed they discriminated against your platform and dropped your, your website because it was too conservative, or if you were banned on Twitter or Facebook. That's all going to be kept confidential. But you can report it because what they're saying they're going to do with this is they're creating an actual database which they can take action on as needed and, and literally uh, expose how far-reaching the suppression has been. Here's the quote from A.G. Steve Marshall, your attorney general here in Alabama. Uh, A.G. Marshall, where'd my quote go? He says, big tech is not the ministry of truth. It should concern us all when platforms that hold such tremendous power and influence over information wield that power in contradiction of and with undisguised disdain for the foundational American principles of free speech and freedom of the press. 
The censorship campaign currently being waged by giant corporate oligarchs like Facebook and Twitter is, in a word, un-American. That's your attorney general, folks, and you're not hearing about it in the news right now. If a story's come out on it, I'm not aware of it. But I'm telling you, it's, it's real. And if you've got a situation where your company or you personally have been censored, like I know for a fact, at the Alabama Policy Institute, we had something on Twitter that we were trying to promote, and it would not allow us to promote the story because it did not fit within their parameters. I don't know all the background on it. I'm not the tech guy at API's offices. I just know that that's what we were told. Hey, we tried to, we tried to sponsor that story and get it out there to a broader audience, and we got a Twitter notice that said it did not fit their parameters. And so, hey, I think we'll be reporting this to the AG's office, but you can do that. This is a place that the AG has now given you where you can make known and they will keep a database going uh, of, of censorship. I don't know what's going to come of it in the end, but a whole lot rather have y'all tell him about it than nobody say a word. Because when we speak up, then we find strength. All right, there's that. There's that. Uh, hey, listen, here's another thing that's in the news. Um, it's big doings, y'all. I mean, I'm talking like big, big doings. So I, I, yesterday I spent some time unpacking this completely egregious passage of, of a $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill, which the Democrats hailed as the most bipartisan thing we've done in D.C. Because you had, you had 18 Republican or 19 Republican defectors, I guess I would call them, um, who went and gave President Biden just a, just a gift-wrapped package. Nice little early Christmas gift. We'll join you. We'll, go, we'll, we'll just go and make it bipartisan and tell everybody how great it is. Well, there's, there's several members of what was called the Freedom Caucus. And if you may remember, I spent some time just, what, uh, earlier this week? Yeah, I think it was earlier this week, talking about the Freedom Caucus so you will know who they are, all right? You can, you can look them up. We have two members of our U.S. delegation in Alabama that are members of the Freedom Caucus, Representative Gary Palmer and uh, Representative um, uh, Mo Brooks are both members of the Freedom Caucus, arguably the most conservative, especially on fiscal issues, um, of, of all the representatives and senators in D.C. Well, one of those guys is a representative, Chip Roy, from Texas. I like Chip Roy. I like Chip Roy because he is straight up. Chip Roy does not play. I was in a small group setting. Uh, Chip Roy addressed us not long ago. And uh, daggum, he just made sense. It was good. Well, he's, he's out there right now on Twitter. If you, if you, if you don't already, go follow him at, at Rep Chip Roy. It's worth it, all right, because he's going to give you the conservative bent of what's happening in D.C., and he's going to talk about it on a regular basis. And so I'm going to read you. I, I don't usually do this, but it just, it just galls me when you see what they're doing. And, and you remember yesterday, uh, if you were tuned in, I, I talked about the fact that this infrastructure bill is not all infrastructure. It's got some wackadoodle stuff in it, man. I mean, there's things in that infrastructure bill that you look at and think, I'm really not sure why that's in the bill. Oh, pork barrel. I get it. So what they're doing is the liberal spending agenda is in really two packages. They passed one yesterday, and they're about to send it to the House because it does have to have House buy-in. But as soon as those 19 Republicans had given their vote on the smaller bill, smaller, $1.2 trillion, Schumer comes out and drops another bill, $3.5 trillion in truly liberal agenda items, green policies, you know, um, 
social equity justice policies. I mean, it's just, it's unreal. And it, it, it's, it's, it's on the cusp right now because they don't have to have Republican votes to make it work. Now, I'm going to tell you in a minute, one of the Democrats is bucking up. Uh, thank God for Joe Manchin. Um, isn't that funny? I got to say that. Thank God for that Democrat. Um, but all said and done, here's, here's what Chip Roy said about the smaller bill, the smaller one, the one that already passed the Senate. He says, 19 Republican senators just voted for a $1.2 trillion, quote, infrastructure package that's filled with leftist garbage. There's been a lot of smoke and mirror efforts to hide what's in this bill. So let's take a look at what they really actually voted for. Here we go. First, the bill isn't focused on hard infrastructure and instead provides billions to Green New Deal programs. For example, it funnels $16.2 billion with a B to renewable and energy efficiency projects and $7.5 billion to electric vehicle chargers. Uh-huh. He goes on to say, even when it funds, quote, hard infrastructure, it also wastes your money on programs that have no business being in an infrastructure bill, such as $65 billion for broadband. Broadband's important, but he goes on to say $14 billion goes to permanent federal welfare programs to pay individuals' internet bills. What? Americans should also know that the money for, quote, roads and bridges will also pay for things like, you know, I mentioned it yesterday, a $10 million program to benefit pollinators on the roadside. You heard me right, pollinators. In other words, planting flowers by the side of the highway. Or $250 million to remove invasive plants. Mm-hmm. All right. The program also poses a nightmare for civil liberties. And if implemented nationally, the federal government or a third party can track every mile you drive with onboard devices. Did you know that? The bill actually contained a provision that would allow for the tracking of your mile-by-mile driving. Because here's what they're doing. They can't pay for this yet, so what they're thinking about doing is instituting a, uh, a per-mile tax. They get you at the gas pump when you got to buy gas, and then they get you by requiring a report of the number of miles you've driven and then potentially taxing you by the mile. Wonderful. How about that's going to do to jacking up prices on uh, freight hauling or people who drive Ubers? Uh, it's, 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 it's out of control. It, it go, it actually, actually, by the way, he actually has clips of the pages in the bill where it says these things. Next, those Republicans voting for this are willfully handling bureaucrats more power. Pete Buttigieg would get, you remember Pete Buttigieg, Pete Buttigieg would get the final authority over an extra unheard of $105 billion in grant programs. So the guy who was the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, just last year, is going to be allowed to have the chance to issue grants. By the way, this is an extremely liberal individual, Pete Buttigieg, but he's going to have $105 billion with a B in grant programs that he gets to pick the winners and losers for. Guess where that money is going to go? Infrastructure bill may give Pete Buttigieg the final say over the $105 billion roll call. Okay, almost half the Senate's bill's new spending would be for transportation with the Transportation Department overseeing a major share. Texans specifically, and he represents part of Texas, Texans specifically lose out in the bill. It provides almost as much new money for transit and rails as roads and bridges. 92% of Texas commuters rely on roads. Yet Amtrak from San Antonio takes nearly two and a half hours, but it's going to go into things that don't assist the average citizen. Not to mention this whole thing is swampy from the get-go, he says. Analysis found that almost 2,000 corporations and organizations lobbied the federal government to get their cut of the spending already. Basically, it's a massive corporate welfare bill. 
prospect of massive economic packages unleashes the whole lobbying bonanza in Washington, he said. Nearly 2,000 companies and other groups have already engaged with Washington officials about infrastructure this year. Finally, he says, this bill is a bipartisan Trojan horse for a $3.5 trillion Pelosi-Schumer spending package that would, quote, give amnesty to millions of illegal aliens, massively expand the welfare state, decimate the energy industry, and raise your taxes by trillions. That's what we're looking at, folks. That's what's in the infrastructure bill. All right, that's news. I'm, I'm talking, that's hot off the press. That's, that's Chip Roy this morning talking about yesterday's vote in, in the Congress. We're going to head to a short break here. We come back here, I got some more stuff to talk to you about. What is Senator Joe Manchin saying about this? Is he, are we actually relying upon the firewall guy of Joe Manchin? The, like, almost centrist Republican, or is he a conservative Democrat? I don't know what he is, but the bottom line is, he is raising serious concerns, and I'll tell you more about that when we get back from the break. Phil Williams, News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN, Right Side Radio. More to come. Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Phil Williams here hosting Right Side Radio on the News Talk powerhouse across North Alabama. Hey, listen, uh, I got to tell you, I got, I, got, I got caffeine and chocolate, so I'm doing good right now. We, we, got, we got plenty of energy here to move through the, uh, the whole rest of the day. And, and I got to tell you this, and I see I got a caller on the line, so I'll go to him in just a minute. But uh, I got to tell you this, regarding that infrastructure bill that I told you about. Now, okay, we can look at this two ways, but... Headline off of Fox today is that, um, yes, the Senate did pass the procedural vote to allow on a straight party line, straight party line. I think it was 50 to 49. Straight party line vote. The Senate passed the procedural bill that allows that giant $3.5 trillion spending plan to go forward. Okay. Senator Joe Manchin, you may recall he's a, what they call a conservative Democrat, uh, from West Virginia, said he has, quote, serious concerns about his party's massive $3.5 trillion spending plan and signaled that he may intend to block much of the package supported by President Biden over concerns with the inflation and debt. And he went on to say, I voted yes for the procedural vote to move forward the bucket budget reconciliation process because I believe it's important to discuss the fiscal policy of our future. However, I have serious concerns. Okay, let me tell you what that means, um, folks, in political speak. What he just said was, I've got leverage now. I've got leverage. I'm going to let this bill go forward because I can maybe get something for my constituents written into it, and they've got to have my vote. And if they won't give me what I want, well, then I probably won't vote with them. So i got to keep the bill alive long enough to get what I want. So on the outside, it looks like, hey, thanks, conservative Democrat guy. Thanks for being there for us and maybe slowing down the process. He didn't slow it down at all. He advanced it forward and then made it very clear. He's the swing vote. They need him. And on a straight party line possibility, he may get what he wants to allow $3.5 trillion in new spending take place. Yep, keep your eyes open. And by the way, that was your lesson in deciphering political speak right there on the, on the scene. Hey, I got a caller on line four, and we got a couple minutes left here. Jerry from Athens. Jerry from Athens, Phil Williams here on Right Side Radio. Thanks for calling in. What you got, man? 
All the way, sir. All the way, airborne. That's all I wanted to hear. <laughs> hey, I was, <laughs> I was listening to your monologue there, and you were talking about going through jump school, and I thought I'd uh, call in and give you a story of mine going through jump school. Yeah, we got about a minute. Here, give it to me. All right, we had 50 UDTs went through uh, my class. And, uh, you know, they're kind of independent rascals, and uh, they, they did their own Jody calls. They they uh, acted very independently in, a, in an Army school. And uh, in formation, we'd, uh, the uh, black hat would call out our uh, name, and we had to reply with the number on our helmet, which was the last four of our Social Security number. As in my case, it'd be like 7181 when he called my name. He'd check me off as present. Well, the UDTs, some of them guys, they wouldn't even, they'd call out uh, their name, and they'd mumble something back rather than clearly state their number or last for Social Security. And uh, Black Hat get aggravated, I'd tell him to drop, give me 10. Well, when he said that, guess what happened? <laughs> All 50 yeah. UDTs hit the ground. All together. You know, they play together, they die together, you know, and uh, yeah. they take punishment together. And because they are an underwater dem- demolition team and a uh, very, very dangerous job. And uh, and so I thought that was kind of funny how they would just, uh, just total aggravation. In fact, picked up a black hat and run him around the uh, PT track on their shoulders. When we'd done PT, they would stop <laughs> and light a cigarette. The Army guys, red face, painting and everything, not in good shape. But then them guys went through a year of, of uh, PT before they got to jump school. Yeah, it's hard so to smoke a frog man. Piece of cake to them. Yeah, yeah, hard to smoke a frog man sometimes, isn't it? Um, <laughs> it is. Hey, Jerry, anyway, thanks I for the call, the man. Show. Yeah, thanks, thanks, brother. I appreciate you being a right side ruffian, and uh, thanks for your service, uh, my friend. And uh, airborne all the way. All right, folks. Jerry from Athens, just another example of some of the just the, the cool listeners we got on this show. I mean, we, we got people all over North Alabama that are calling in, and some from out of state. And so, listen, if you want to call in at some time and, uh, and, and comment on the things that we've been discussing, love it. And, uh, and, and, and Jerry's right. It is hard to smoke a UDT frogman. I am uh, of the mind that the Army is the, uh, is the main service, but I got respect. I got respect. Hey, listen, folks, coming up right at the top of the hour, we got Lieutenant Governor Will Ainsworth going to be on the line with us. You're going to want to hear what he has to say about things like our Military Stability Commission, other uh, things that could be coming up regarding special sessions for our legislature, who he presides over in the Senate. So listen, Lieutenant Governor Will Ainsworth coming up right after the top of the hour. Plenty more news to talk about because there's things happening right here in our state that you're going to want to know about. Here on News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. And you can also listen to us live online, streaming. Just go to rightsideradio.org and click Listen Live. And you can hear it no matter where you are. All right, folks, plenty more where that came from. Right Side Radio, we'll be right back. <laughs> 